Welcome to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Things. All right, man. We are back. Back Ep- again. Episode 51, man. About to get it rolling. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get right into it. Um, it's kind of funny how, if you notice, uh, women are highly selective with men. Like, a man could say one thing kind of wrong, and they're like, oh, when he said that, I stopped talking to him. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, women do believe that men could talk themselves out of pussy, right? Yeah. And I, I mean, hey, it's it's a real thing. But ladies, you definitely could talk your way out of dick. Because there's mm-hmm. been many times where I wanted to have sexual relations with a young lady. <laughs> Why you sound like Bill Clinton? I did not have <laughs> sexual relations with that woman. Yeah. Miss Lewinsky. Nah, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you want to have relations and whatnot. And then she totally does, like, says or does something. And you're like, you know what? I'll be better off just keeping my dick in my holster. I don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to be messing with this, man. I just, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think most women think that we'll just stick our penis in anything. Yeah. And a lot of us will. Yeah. But a lot of us do get turned off by, you know, little stuff that women be doing. It's just like unnecessary stuff. Yeah. It's like, dude, like, I, I really, I'm not, it's kind of hard to explain. It's just a vibe. If I get bad vibes from a woman, I'm off of her, man. Like, mm-hmm. you give me bad vibes, I'm done. And I think that women have just, they think we're just so simple that we're like, they act like we're the cookie monster when it comes to pussy. Like, oh, pussy, yeah. oh, pussy monster, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not like that. Not all of us are pussy crazy because at the end of the day, you know, um, a lot of us have had sex enough. It's not like your vagina is like way different than another vagina. Yeah. But there are some vaginas definitely do stand out. (laughs) I think um, there's a mental component to being attracted to someone. Definitely. So, you know, sometimes there's certain things that men just don't like. Like, yes, I think I think most men like chasing rather than, you know, being chased after. I think we're, you know, human nature where we're we're. you know, throughout our long history of uh, mankind. Yeah. You know, men <clears throat> man have gone out and hunted for the food and, you know, brought the stuff back home and things like that. So it it feels weird, um, you know, when it's the, the opposite way yeah. around. This is my philosophy on aggressive women. Like, I don't have a problem with them, but I also have a problem with them. Because a, a, a woman that's aggressive, at least she knows what she wants, and I think that's attractive. But there's a subtle way for a woman to be aggressive, and I like that. But yeah. women that are super aggressive, it's, it's a, a real big turnoff. Mm-hmm. Because any woman that's that aggressive is going to be that aggressive with other guys. So mm-hmm. let's say you turn her down, and her mind, she's like, okay, then fuck it. I'll just go get some other dick. Yeah. You know, and there are women that are like that. There, there have been women that I had to, like, peel off of me, like... I'm out at the club and they're pushing up on me and I don't like them and they just keep doing it. And I'm like, hey, hey, chill, chill, chill. Like, what? What's wrong? Yeah. I'm like, girl, if I was a guy doing this shit to you, oh my, well, I'm a guy. But if I was, if the shoe was on the other foot, then you would be fucking like, stop. I'm like, God, you put your body on me. Yeah. I've had women literally like try to grab my penis. I had to tell them stop. Mm -hmm. And it's like that type of aggression is a huge turnoff. Like, even if I probably had any remnants of attraction, like, I totally lost it. Yeah. At that point. That, yeah, definitely that hyper-aggressiveness is, like, just a turnoff. It's weird. Yeah. And I think just talking too much is a turnoff. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. 
like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to. I'm kind of nervous. I don't know what to say. I think yeah. you're going to do this and you're going to know what's going on. <laughs> what are you going to do right now? But you're really cool. I like you a lot, but like, I don't know what's going to say. I'm You'd like, be like, oh my God, yeah. I got to go through this? I remember a girl was talking so much to me, like, I was dozing off. Yeah. I was like, dang, when is this going to be over? <laughs> It was like a whole podcast. Man, just give me a blowjob already. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> nah, but you know what? I think that um, I, I, I can't say that all men feel like this. Um, there are some men that simply don't care. There are some women that are incredibly annoying, that don't have any type of personality, who are just very Im- Im- imposing and annoying. And a lot of men don't care as long as they get to put their penis in something warm. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> but a man that has any type of value to himself, we don't want to be just dealing with anyone, even if it's on a sexual level. Because yeah. it, like, if a woman's acting weird, even when you haven't even had sex with her, then it's like, I don't even want to have sex with you. Because now you're going to just totally just, you're going to just flip out. Yeah. And I don't want to deal with that. I'd rather just, like, just be friends and then it's cool. We'll be good with that. Mm-hmm. There's just you know some of these some of these females would be really crazy. Yeah, like legit crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what medication are you taking? <laughs> They'd be on that commercial. Like, side effects may include crazy bitch. <laughs> Ain't no linking. You said what? Ain't no leaking. Oh, that booty already opened up. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no leakage. That's nasty. They're like, oh my god, it's open. <laughs> <laughs> nah, That's man. Funny. Yeah, but uh, just ladies, keep that into consideration. Like, yeah. not all of us, not all of us are just like we're not just like um, what do you call it? Like a Pinocchio. Like you know, we'll just do anything. We'll yeah. be a puppet for a piece of ass. Do you think a, a woman? I don't even know if it works with with females, but do you think a woman could like game a dude up to where he probably wouldn't want to? Uh, Hitter, but she could game him up so good that oh, definitely, I think so. But definitely, I think there's some women just like men that have the gift of gab. Yeah, and you know they might end up sleeping with them, mm-hmm. and yeah, and it just happens. I don't know because a lot of people, a lot of there's a lot of women that aren't just like sexually engaged. It's like sometimes they some women like to get mind fucked. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is like there are some men that could do and say certain things that make them just want to fuck them. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen some guys who were incredibly underwhelming. They got all kinds of pussy, man. I'm talking about these motherfuckers looking like a goddamn uh, <laughs> looking like a cartoon character getting all kinds of pussy, man. And and you be thinking like, how's this guy doing this? And it's because like he's like a master manipulator, or he's just a guy that just knows exactly what to say to women. Yeah, like some guys they prey on women, but instead of like doing malicious stuff, they mm-hmm. know how to tell the the, the perfect lies. They know how to say the right things, and the girl that's not usually attracted to a guy like that will be just attracted to him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that happens. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. But I've seen I remember it. we had we kind of talked about it the other day when we were riding around. Um, this idea that uh, like women are attracted to like men with money, uh huh. But um, that's like a small percentage of the attraction. Yeah, most of that attraction is they're attracted to like a status, yes, a person that's doing like yes. things in the world. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're attracted to the value of the guy more than the money sometimes. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you could be a guy that 
this is, I know this is going to sound really fucked up. Like, that's not chill. Mm -hmm. But there could be a guy that's a great guy. Like, he works on cars, but he doesn't make a lot of money. And probably Mm -hmm. an average looking guy. But, you know, women will not really give him too much time. Mm -hmm. But there'll be a guy that has a lot of money, maybe average looking. But he's doing a lot with his life. And women rather be out with that guy. They'd rather be seen in a nice car with Mm -hmm. that guy. They'd rather yeah. be seen in a nice restaurant with that guy. They'd rather be seen in some other city somewhere with that guy instead of the guy that's very mediocre. Yeah, Women, like, they're attracted to power. They could say, no, that's not true. I, you know how many girls I know fuck their boss? Like, And I know it sounds horrible. It's going to make me sound like, a, uh, what do you call it, misogynistic? Yeah. But I've seen it too many times. I'm not saying women are out here fucking their bosses, but I think the women that have fucked their boss... They were attracted to that status. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they just like, you know. Because these are regular jobs. These regular jobs. The store manager at freaking Taco Bell is getting it in. Yeah. He's fucking getting tacos and pussy, man. (laughs) (laughs) He's putting his meat in them tacos. (laughs) He's putting his meat in the pink tacos. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, Oh, God. Horrible. All right. Moving (laughs) on. Moving on. Ghosting. Ghosting. Ghosting is basically when you cut off contact suddenly and there's just nothing else. Um, This is my opinion on ghosting. Ghosting to me, it's something I've done before and it's been done to me. And I think it is incredibly, um, it's incredibly unnecessary. I think that if you want to just not talk to someone, uh, you could basically reduce contact, but still remain a certain level of respect for that person. You don't have to just like disregard them. Don't talk to them and leave them alone. And I know some people are going to disagree with that. Like if I don't want to talk to you, I'll just stop. This is why ghosting is corny. Ghosting is pointless because let's say you just cut off contact with someone. They text you. Hey, is everything all right? You don't text them back. Mm-hmm. Then they text you again and you don't text them nothing back. Right. And then all of a sudden, you're out in the world and you see them at a store or something. What are you going to do then? Are you going to act like you don't see them? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to say hi to them? So yeah. e- either interaction is going to be fake. Yeah. Both of them. I like to be consistent in my life in general, right? So if, I don't have to ghost you for you to know that I don't really want to deal with you. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. You know, I could still be respectful and whatnot. And then when I see you out in the world... I can still say, hey, how you doing? You know, dap you up, give you a hug or something like that. <clears throat> and you know that my heart is like in the right place. Yeah. But if you go somebody and you don't talk to them and you say, hey, what's up? You don't text me anymore. That's so you're fake. Like, that's so fucking fake. Mm-hmm. And then if you turn away and you don't and you act like you don't see them, that's also fake. Yeah. So ghosting breeds other fake shit that's going to happen. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you are into ghosting people, fucking stop it already. Mm-hmm. Because you are breeding a fake, like a whole, like a whole bunch of fake shit is coming on, coming on with that. I, I have no reason to ghost anyone. I really mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, it's happened to me. Like I've been in, uh, like I was at school and we were at a, a kickback or something, and um, there was this girl. I didn't like her, but I wanted to hit her. <laughs> <laughs> she was sexy, and. Uh, she was at the party. I was like, oh, snap. So I, I walk in, and then I seen her. And, you know, I play it cool. I'm, you know, playing beer pong or something like that, winning, of course. And, but you don't uh, even drink. Yeah. Well, most people, 
the game is not really to get drunk because the people playing are already drunk. Yeah. But the people that do play and actually drink, yeah. um, usually my roommate would drink for me. Ah. Yeah, I was really nice, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the girl was there, and she, she was like, hey, like, what's up? Where, where you been? Um, you haven't hit me up anymore. Because I got tired of being ignored. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, it happens. And then, like, you know, it, it's it's a whole lie. You know, you have to keep that lie going on and on. And there on. you yeah, go. So it's just, like, better to, um, if you don't, if you want to do it in more of a passive-aggressive way, you like you say, you can kind of, like, wean off the conversations, um, you know, respond less and less. But if you just drop a person cold turkey... Um, then you then you get those awkward meetings when you yeah. see someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just never good. No, it's not good at all. Mm-hmm. I think it's fucking it's corny, man. Yeah, like there's no there's no need for that. And I've had a girl do that to me before. Dang, Eddie, what's up? You'll never text me anymore. And I'm thinking like, well, bitch, you never responded. What yeah. the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm more of like Casper the friendly ghost when it comes to ghosting. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, kind of like <laughs> gradually stop hitting you up. <clears throat> Yeah, what are you talking about, man? You yeah. never responded. And my thing is, is I don't get mad at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally don't. My my thing is, is I'm just like, you know what? I feel bad for you because you feel like that is a, a proper way to communicate with people. Yeah. A lot of times women will cut you off cold turkey when they think they got something better. Oh, and then, yeah. then they'll crawl right back. Like, yeah. it'll be like uh, you'll be talking to a chick and then everything seems cool. You text her and then you get a text back. This is how I know women are full of fucking shit. <laughs> they text you back like six hours later. Sorry, I was uh, busy or, or sorry, mm-hmm. I was asleep. Shut your lying ass up. Mm-hmm. They do it on purpose for you to go away. Mm-hmm. That's why women do that. And, and the woman, I'm sorry. Like, it's not ingenuine every time a woman apologizes. There are sometimes she simply, there's something that did happen, but they don't take six fucking hours to get back to you. Mm-hmm. I've had women apologize for fucking missing my text 30, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, hey, it's cool. You know, I, I mean, women have things going on in their life. I respect that. I think the the apology is where the fakeness lies. Right? Definitely. Yeah. You're not fucking sorry. If you're just doing something, you respond later. Like, cool. But if you're apologizing for it, there's some fakeness in there. Definitely. If you if you text me back six hours later, right? And and fucking and you're like sorry. I mean, I'm just going to assume you were sucking dick. Like, I, <laughs> like there, there's no need to even hit me back at that point. Like, just yeah. stop. I've never. I, don't, I man, my thing is if I text somebody back four hours later or something, then believe you me, it is true because I am a truck driver and I'm not on my fucking phone. Mm-hmm. So if I text you back later, then I have a legit excuse. But there's some people working regular ass jobs where they could be on their phone and they could Mm -hmm. text back or call or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, like, I don't, I don't force interactions with people. I don't force interactions with women. If it's not, if it's not like genuine, then just, nah, just go away. Mm -hmm. You know, it's pointless. That's real. I think, um, it's generally, um, you know, I guess women ghost people for different reasons. Yeah. But one of those reasons is if they get in a relationship mm-hmm. and that's always weird because yeah. you could be having a converse, a full blown conversation with somebody. And then two weeks later you see them on Instagram with a whole new boy. Yeah. You'd be like what? That has happened multiple times. Yeah. Multiple times. Ladies look here. We're, <clears throat> we're not trying to put you guys all in a, in a bubble, but please understand 
Like we know what's really going on here. Mm-hmm. You know, when especially when you know you're a catch, you know your value. Like I'm not making like I'm some stud, you mm-hmm. know, but at the same time, I'm not a bad guy. You know, I'm pretty easy going dude. Mm-hmm. So I know I haven't done anything to run you off or mm-hmm. I haven't said anything crazy. And, yeah. and, and if I have said something that was kind of like off, then I'd be like, hmm, maybe she won't text me back because I said that. Mm, yeah. That's OK. You yeah. know, <laughs> but if she like you, she'll text you. Back. Yeah. A lot of times I think that women have a little they have a little more tolerance for men. They like like a man could say something that's kind of like borderline. Like, what did you just say? Mm-hmm. And they'll still be cool with you because they like you, you know. Mm-hmm. Same thing with us. We tend to have a little more lenience when women do kind of wacky shit when we actually are attracted and we like them. You could send an unsolicited dick pic and they'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's so brown. <laughs> so veiny. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I just got hungry for some reason. <laughs> Oh no, uh, that's that's funny. <laughs> nah, but uh, another reason why I think ghosting is pointless and it's it is really corny and cheesy is for this reason: we have about five different forms of communication, and you mean to tell me you didn't see any of it? First of all, we got Facebook, yeah. Instagram, Snapchat, regular text messaging, and even Twitter if you have Twitter. So you mean to tell me? That you didn't see anything yeah. while you were on your fucking phone. You're full of shit. Yeah. Because people use these apps all the time. If somebody texts you and you didn't text them back and you even open one app on your phone, mm-hmm. you're full of shit. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, it's not like you have to talk to people you don't want to talk to. But you have to. I, I just think it's better ways of going about things instead yeah. of just cutting people off. Yeah. I think some women or mostly i think women because i think they get contacted more than oh definitely other people but i think some of them take pride in that seeing all those unread messages oh yeah i'm sure you've seen like someone screenshot the unread messages yeah i've seen that so many different times yes um yeah I I, i i got ghosted in sometimes i'll get ghosted and i'm not even trying to holler at a girl oh my god that's the worst like um Cause there was a girl I was, uh, I was, uh, I follow her on Instagram and she was, um, they have this like fitness thing and it was like black girls for fitness or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I supported the thing. And then I like, I wrote her and say like, Hey, I finally got my shirt. And then like no response. Wow. I'm like, I spent my money trying to support, you know, what Somebody you got going and on. You just did yeah. That. And you don't even respond. And to it's it. not like you <clears throat> wanted anything. You just <clears throat> was letting them like, you know, it was just genuine. I've inboxed, yeah. I mean, I inbox a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'll keep it real. When I inbox, I'm inboxing for a couple of things. I'm inboxing women <laughs> for uh, one, just trying to have a conversation. Like, so they may say something cool. Yeah. Or maybe they posted something funny. Or I'm actually trying to fuck them. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and that's just the God honest truth, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm not trying to fuck every chick I'm inboxing. I'm just trying to socialize. Yeah. So I don't see the big deal. But if I hit you up and I say, damn, that meme was hilarious. And then you like see it and you don't say nothing. It's like it sends me a bad message. Like, girl, get over yourself. Okay? Yeah. You act like you're fucking you really act like you're this important. You're not that important. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Now take your Walmart vagina the fuck out of here. <laughs> I like Target vaginas. Yeah, yeah, I like Target vaginas. <laughs> you got that fucking big lots vagina. You got that fucking Dollar General vagina. <laughs> 
<laughs> you got that fucking TJ Maxx vagina. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, man. I like my vaginas at Sam's Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah, yeah, but that's just how I feel about that, man. Yeah, that's really, yeah, this is like, you gotta, some of you females gotta reassess how you move out here. Definitely. Men as well. So yeah. everything we're saying now, please don't get it confused. We're applying those same things to men. Yeah. Because there are men that are play games with women, and a lot of times, um, the whole games thing, the playing games thing, it's like, even if you don't play games, I feel like I don't play games with women. I really don't. Yeah. But if I see them playing a the game, now I got to play the game Yeah, if I ain't you know with them. One th- one thing that I think men and women both ghost. Um, Definitely. Probably women more so just because the way that um, communication is set up between Definitely. Men, men and women. Women will ghost men prior to... Um, any like sexual encounter yes. or anything. Men will ghost women after they done already <laughs> Women ghost men before they fuck us because they want to see if we're crazy. Like, <laughs> why you text me back? What are you doing? What are you going to do? You know, and if they know we're cool, then they're gonna they'll be more in, they'll be more inclined to give us some vajaz. Some vajaz. What? Uh, I meant to say vajayjay. <laughs> But I had a fucking mini stroke it when I was saying it. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. But yeah, it's a test, man. It's, it's a jazz it's, sound like we know, ladies. We know music. Yeah, this, heads up, two ladies. We know your fucking your fucking uh, your test, your series of tests that you put men through. Yeah. I always know when I'm being tested. I pass all the tests. Okay, <laughs> I've gotten C pluses my whole fucking life. All right, I'm past your test. <laughs> <laughs> I had a 2.0, okay? I'm fucking around. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Uh, moving on. Uh, James Gunn. Uh, yeah. Keith knows a little bit more about this. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and elaborate. So James Gunn is the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. He's uh-huh. um, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. In about 2000, before he was, you know, more, before he was a notable director. He had, uh, you know, he's just on Twitter wilding a little bit. He had wrote um, a bunch of different tweets. They were me, me and Eddie understanding like how uh, like a comedic tone. We could tell he wasn't being malicious with these tweets. He was, you know, he was primarily joking with the tweets, but they were like it was some pedophilia stuff going on. It was a lot of like rape jokes and stuff like that. It was one joke about like him jacking off to Justin Bieber and you know, in 2010, Justin Bieber was probably like 17 or 16 or something like that. So he was wow. pretty young. Um, I laughed. I don't know why. I just fucking laughed. Yeah. Eddie likes rape jokes about Justin Bieber. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, these he wrote these tweets in 2010. At the end of last year, you know, there's this whole community of people digging up old tweets. Um they probably make a living off of that, like ruining people's career based on a bunch of old tweets. And um, they, it was supposedly it was it was in the it was a lot of them. I don't know how many there was, but there was a lot of them. And I think that Disney or whoever had ended up deleting a lot of them. That someone said like about ten thousand tweets, um, but I don't know if that's a, if that's a real number. Jeez. But so all these tweets, you know, you know, you know, pedophilia jokes, you know, rape jokes, stuff like that. They all resurfaced um, at the end of last year, I believe. And 
after Disney got word of what happened, they fired him from uh, directing Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But I think it was today. Did, did this happen today? Not today. It was, it was like two days or so oh, ago. Two days ago. Yeah, so basically he got reinstated to direct and write uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And um, we just bring this topic up because this is this has been going on going on a lot with a lot of different celebrities, you know, digging up old tweets uh, of people prior to them being famous and stuff like that. And um, it kind of goes into that conversation about what we were saying, like we have to allow people to grow. Um, obviously, some of the stuff he said was a little bit insensitive, and he probably wouldn't do those things, you know, in 2019, nine years later, but. Um, like that, that's, he wouldn't do those things because he's grown as a person. You know Definitely. I mean? We got to stop uh, trying to lock people up for, you know, stuff they, yeah. for a poor communication. Fucking 10 years ago, man. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. Here's another thing. Like, just, I'll give myself, for example, like in my everyday life, I don't call women the B word ever. But just a minute ago, in a comedic tone, I was like, bitch, you didn't even text me back. Yeah. That's just, you know what I'm saying? And, in order for people to de- like decipher that, they got to understand like, and especially being as me and Keith got involved with comedy, it's mm-hmm. like it starts to become a lot of it becomes your identity. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And with with that, you could understand the the comedic undertone. Like I laughed, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently, I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan's podcast with Andrew Schultz. The set, uh, shout out to Andrew, man. That was a big that's a big win for him. Um, and he was talking about uh, a guy with cerebral palsy, but he said, but the way he said it, like, I laughed. Like, but he basically said, uh, he said, what's that thing when you're not retarded, but you know, and then Joe Rogan was like, cerebral palsy? He's like, yeah. He's like, so the guy's chilling over there with his palsy, right? <laughs> and he said, and the guy told him, it looks like your hands drew your legs. <laughs> And I was fucking laughing. Yeah. Like, it made me laugh. I've heard some black jokes that made me laugh. I heard all yeah. kind of... Di- and the thing about it is, is I'm not like a vile person. Yeah. I-, I just think that we got to stop digging shit up, man. Like, stop making everything so... We even talked about Louis C.K. using the N-word. Like, we didn't exactly agree with it. But at the same time, we understand how it could be funny. Yeah. So it's like, if if two black guys can look at um, a comedian saying the N-word objectively... Then it's like a lot of you motherfuckers need to catch up. Yeah, you really got to catch up. They be angry about stuff that doesn't even affect them. Really, like it's serious. Yeah, it, it'll be, somebody's gonna listen to this podcast and then be like, "I hate Keith and Eddie. They were talking about their dicks." <laughs> 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 like, man, it's get a big a, topic. <laughs> like, get a fucking life. <laughs> this is ridiculous, man. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I hope he I hope he does well. I thought the jokes were kind of weird, and the way they reported the story, I was like, this James Gunn guy is kind of sick. Yeah, when you listen to you look at the tweets, you can understand it was a joke, and you, and yeah. you people are like you should never joke about rape; it's not funny. And uh-huh. First of all, I, w- I would have to agree with that. I would have to agree with that. But at the same time, you got to understand how comedy works. Yeah, it's it's not meant to be a literal statement. Not to mention. That a lot of times comedians frame things so good that you will laugh at something that you would normally never laugh about in regular life. Yeah. And then you understand how something could be funny even though it's really like crazy. Yeah. And you you got to think um, James Gunn is not a comedian, but Guardians of the Galaxy are essentially like comedies. Yes. 
So, you know, he, he, he's, he just, his brain just works differently. Like he can joke about certain things. Um, but the most important things is these things happened nine, you know, 10 years ago. So it's like, just like stop being mad at stuff. Not to mention it's like white boy humor. Like it's white boy humor, like a white boy fun. Yeah. Like you be chilling out one of your one of your homeboys. The white guys say some shit like, "Damn, I'm so pissed off. Fuck me in the ass nine times." You be like, yeah. "What did you just say?" Yeah. yeah. What did you just say, <laughs> man? <laughs> white boy humor is different. Yeah, they're like, "Fuck me in the ass and call me Sally." <laughs> what the fuck did you just say, man? <laughs> so that's why, like, it's just. There's so many different layers to jokes. Yeah. You can't just sit there and, and, and just be offended by everything. Like, what kind of world will we live in in the future where motherfuckers are triggered by everything? Yeah. They'll be like, you're you're just beautiful. Oh, I can't believe these men. Oh. Yeah. Hitting yeah. on me. Yeah. I think there is. <laughs> I think there's funny in every topic. Obviously, like me personally, I would stay away from some topics. But I think that... Um, the only time those situations get touchy is when you're using like insensitive words. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like so. If, yeah, like we saying, like if somebody make it made a black joke, um, and it's funny, it's just funny. Exactly. But if you use the n word, it's kind of like, come on, dude, you don't have to use the n word. Yeah, you could yeah. you could have left that out, brother, man. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I'm just I'm the type of guy, especially now in my life, that. You know, the N word is this does not define me. Like my name is Eddie, not nigger. So <laughs> good luck. But if you do call me nigger, I'ma knock your bitch ass out. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that was funny. Break your jaw. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, we just gotta get over it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, moving forward. Uh I don't know if anyone had noticed this, but it was two days ago. So today is what, the seventeenth, right? Mm-hmm. So like the fifteenth of uh March. Uh, Instagram and Facebook crashed, right? And you know, you could like, you couldn't like upload certain stuff, and it was acting funny, and that made me like think, like, I wonder what, I wonder what people were thinking as Facebook and Instagram were down. You know, like they had to literally like live their regular lives without this social media. Mm-hmm. They couldn't. They couldn't upload memes. They couldn't. Yeah. They couldn't post thirst traps. They couldn't use filters. They mm-hmm. couldn't. They couldn't do none of this shit. And and for that moment, that glimmer in time, that little moment in time, they had to like live, like be okay with their life. And I wonder how miserable some people were, mm-hmm. because Facebook has become some people's reality, man. Yeah. It's like the shit they do on there is like who they really think they are, but in real life, like no, like there's some chicks that post pictures of themselves like naked, like they're models, but in real life, you'd be like, keep your clothes on, and, <laughs> and, or there'll be like a guy that like on Instagram, he's like a big rapper guy, like you know, mm-hmm. and he got all these girls in his videos, but then when he leaves, and they leave, then he just goes back to his job mopping floors, you know. So it's like yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like it's an alternate world that people live in. Mm-hmm. I just wonder how that affected people. Yeah, that's interesting. I think I honestly didn't even know uh, it had went down. And then by the time I kind of got back on Instagram, it was, I guess the crash was over. I guess the police came and uh, mopped everything up. And, uh, <laughs> firefighters came out and stuff. Keith but, w- Keith didn't know he was directing a porno. <laughs> <laughs> What's your major? <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, 
but yeah, like it, it's like you know, I think <clears throat> with those social medias being down, like you said, you have to really sit with yourself, sit with your own thoughts. Like some people talk about um, detoxing from social media and their cell phone and stuff, and and how once upon a time, if you were catching a bus and you were waiting on a bus, you would just have to sit there and think. Yes. Look at the traffic, look at the flowers. You, you would have to see the world, listen to what's going on. But now, I don't even know if people can sit idle anymore. No. It's such a natural reaction to pull out your phone and scroll through Facebook to let time go by. Yeah. So, this is one of them things, like, I feel like I feel like it needs to crash more. I yeah. If I owned a social media, I would probably put, like, these... uh intermittent crashes every now and then Hell just yeah. to let people like you know talk to people I know some like sometimes I'll be at work and we'll all be getting ready to clock out and we don't even talk to each other wow <clears throat> I don't even want to talk to them generally but that's mostly because I'm an introvert and I just you know they're just not really like interesting people to me <laughs> but um <laughs> but but it just feels weird when I walk in the room it's like you know, everyone's on their phone. It's, it's just kind of crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I wonder, like, when the shit crashes and you probably got somebody, a chick waiting to post the thirst trap. She's walking around the house naked like, oh, yeah. Instagram still is not working. Oh. <laughs> Teddy's all flopping out. <laughs> you know, there's probably some guy that wanted to upload some memes. I know people that literally have a real social media addiction. Yeah. Like, there's this guy, I'll leave him nameless, but he's got, like, I don't know how many photos, like 9,000 or some shit. Yeah. And it's all, like, memes and funny videos, and it's like, how I understand you you could look at these videos without posting them. Mm-hmm. Like, enough people are posting these things, but for you to post it, it's almost like you need this gratification, like, you want to make people laugh. And you yeah. could use social media for every for whatever you want, don't get me wrong, but I just think, I see so many social media, like, addiction behaviors Mm-hmm. That is ridiculous. I use social media. Anyone who listens to this podcast, they know I use it. Mm-hmm. But I use it to my advantage, man. Yeah. Like today, I was talking about bullying. We'll get into that a little bit uh, uh, soon. But I talk about bullying and how to prevent it. Mm-hmm. And I talk about videos, this about life, just random stuff. But I put it on my Instagram story. I don't put that shit on my actual, uh, I don't like upload it to my feed, man. Mm-hmm. I'd rather it disappear and go away. Give some people, drop a jewel on them, you know. It might not be much of one, but it just a lot of it is just how I think. It might be cubic zirconium. but It might uh, be cubic zirconium. It might be gold or, you know, it might mm-hmm. be silver. It might be silverware. I don't know. <laughs> but I just drop it so people could kind of be intrigued by it or like, oh, that was dope. Or I like that. Or I feel the same way. Yeah. And I just move on. Yeah. But some people really, like, they're affected by social media so badly that it's like it's crippling almost to them. Yeah. I think I would um, pose everyone out there to download one of those apps that monitors your the time spent on certain apps. Yeah. And just look at it because, you know, sometimes you don't, you're not really mindful about how much uh, time you're spending on each app. Yes. Um, generally, it's Instagram. Instagram is probably the most popular app right now. Yes. And uh, that's probably going to be the largest percent of... Um, time spent but just see that look at that and try to find ways of uh of shrinking that time down you know what i mean make a make it a goal of yours to um you know maybe delete the app you know 
after a certain time in the day or, you know, just something like that. You know, and I got an idea, too. If you want to reduce your time on social media, start listening to more podcasts. I think podcasts are starting to 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 sculpt the world in a way. Mm-hmm. You could learn a lot from podcast from podcasts, financial podcasts. Um, yeah, uh, so many other ones. You know, this one. If you want to listen to a bunch of, I'm not trying to be naive or anything, but mm-hmm. if you want, <laughs> mm-hmm. or uh, not trying to be like a like a super super ego guy, but yeah. uh, you could listen to this podcast and binge listen, listen to as many episodes as you want, mm-hmm. and it will distract you from social media because you're just listening to conversation. I think that. People are getting away from actually conversing. Like they just get too caught up in looking at their phone all day. But if you actually listen to a fruitful conversation, it would change the way you think. You would be more inclined to talk to people because you listen to different conversations. You could listen to us. You could listen to TED Talks. You could listen to Brilliant Idiots. You could listen to like the Flagrant Podcast. Or you could listen to... There's so many podcasts. too many podcasts. Mm -hmm. And by listening Mm -hmm. to that... You can learn something, man. Yeah. These, these apps, they're not teaching you shit. Yeah. They're, I mean, what are they teaching you how to do? Be cool? Be a whore? Like, what the fuck are they teaching yeah. us? Yeah. Nothing. I um, Most of my timeline is filled with people taking pictures of themselves. Yeah. And then there's like a sprinkle of, like, I follow like financial pages. Yes. And, you know, entrepreneurial pages. So. Sometimes they'll drop gems in there. Oh, yeah. And I try to share those on my story for, uh, you know, people out there just, you know, watching or whatever or looking at my, my timeline. But um, it's just sad, man. I I, I don't outside of outside of um, like scrolling through my timeline. I just don't really care about that stuff. No. Like most of that stuff. I don't. That's the only time I will see it. Like if, if you look at my YouTube stuff, it's it's a lot of. Uh, it's a lot of podcasts. It's a lot yes. of, uh, you know, current events as far as, exactly. like, you know, maybe content that we could use on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And then I'll, you know, be looking up stuff like informational stuff about, you know, finances or um, online selling and marketing and you oh, know, yeah. all kind of different stuff. So <clears throat> that's like what I care more about than the newest selfie of the day. Or, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, another thing, too, like like he just mentioned, there are certain things that I will actually even repost, like uh, Gary Vee will say something awesome, like shout out to Gary Vee, or mm-hmm. Eric Thomas will post something that's awesome, and I'll share it, or just something that I feel that has validity, that kind of speaks to the same place that where I'm trying to go, mm-hmm. I will actually repost that on my on my actual feed, but there's so much other shit that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be scrolling through there, and it'll just be like... Girls that we even know in this city. And I'll be like, dang, she got a fat booty. It looked pretty good. And then I'm then I'm thinking, like, what is this doing for my brain? Like, yeah. Let me keep scrolling. I'm not even gonna hit the like button on that. Yeah. I can't learn nothing from booty. Booty can't teach me shit. <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna do with that? <laughs> and that's you know, this is something that women don't understand. There is nothing like I don't get what you think, like like how our brains work. Like, you act like you being half-naked is flattering. Yeah. Like, all men don't think like that. Of mm-hmm. course I love a woman's body, mm-hmm. but I'm not flattered by it. Like, you posting pictures of your ass and your titties. I know I may sound like a, a broken record with that, but it's fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. Stop acting like we're just sprung on that. Like, that's... 
any man that has any form of substance is tired of that shit. Yeah. We see enough of it on the internet. You're not impressive. Put your tits away. Put your fucking ass away. Yeah. If you if I want to see your tits, then hopefully I will one day. Yeah. Uh, I may be sucking on them. But, <laughs> but it's like you got them on the internet, man, and yeah. it's just like it's it's not flattering. Then it's like it, I it, it, I could be. You, you talked about it on an old podcast, like. You'll see like a Bible scripture and then you'll see a thirst trap. And you'll be like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Yeah. How you entice me with Jesus words and then put your titties next to it? <laughs> you doing the devil's work and God's work all in the same <laughs> timeline. <laughs> oh, get your heavenly titties out of here. <laughs> I hate that argument, though. Like, stop telling us what to do with our bodies. It's just like, but you're on my timeline. I feel like I should have some say so in what's on my timeline. I think that people would totally disagree with that. Mm-hmm. And I think, but let's, this is what we need to stop doing. We got to stop acting like there's some form of empowerment for women being naked. Yeah. It's just a fucking smoke screen to get attention. Okay. Yeah. To be honest, you know what's empowering the women? And and this is going to sound horrible, like I'm mansplaining this. I think what's empowering is is buying a fucking WNBA ticket and going to the actual game. Oh, man. They had record lows for attendance. You want to empower women? Go to a fucking WNBA game. Stop showing your titties all over the goddamn internet and acting like it's something that's empowering. It's really not. Dang. Okay? I'm going to go buy some tickets to those games. There's more people at Amber Rose's Slut Walk than a WNBA game. Yeah! What does that say? Dang. It's more people walking in the fucking park going through a slut walk than actually supporting women that are like professional athletes. That's sad. Y'all need to, y'all need your ass. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to buy some tickets. I'm going to, to the fucking uh, LA sparks games. Yeah, we should do that. That'd be definitely man. You want to empower women? Then make change. Like Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, Anybody can get naked and then you and you put it under the under the same umbrella as empowering empowering women. Like yeah. you're not empowering women. I think doing the worst that. thing um is that those are the ones that are over overshadowing the, the people that are actually doing stuff. Oh my god, yes. Like there's a bunch of women out there in the tech world, yes. you know, owning businesses, um, Going to school, stuff yeah. like this, and they're just getting overshadowed by you know these half naked women. Bruh, on, on there are women media. who are fucking judges. Yeah, there are women who are in high ranking positions. Yeah, and it's like it, there are women that post thirst traps to get more attention than these women. Mm-hmm. It's like stop it. Like the Britney Renners of the world, go away. Nobody yeah. cares about you. Amber Rose, go away. I, I and I know it sounds horrible. But God damn it, I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest issues that are plaguing like uh, uh, women is the fact that those type of women, and, and it's not all women's fault. A lot of it is our fault as men because we choose to give women like, you know, the Amber Roses of the world, the Kim Kardashians of the world. And I'm not shitting on Kim Kardashian at all. I'm just saying like from from the, the sex tape and whatnot. But mm-hmm. she's totally surpassed that. She's actually a businesswoman. Yeah. So let me actually take her out of the conversation. Shout out to Kim. But <laughs> uh, uh, the Brittany Renner wrote a fucking book about fucking athletes. Mm-hmm. How is that empowering the women? Mm-hmm. And a bunch of women went out and bought that fucking book. 
Like, why is that something she needs to disclose about her fucking professional athletes and and getting the fucking STD? And we people really support this nonsense? Are you Mm -hmm. serious? Mm -hmm. Go to a fucking go to go to a WNBA game and support a woman that's a professional athlete. Yeah. A woman that's getting paid crumbs and compared to male athletes. Mm-hmm. You start going to those games, you're going to start pressing the issue. If the attendance starts rising, there'll be more of a case for these women, these professional athletes to get paid more money. Yeah. But, oh, no, Eddie, you're mansplaining. Don't 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 do this. Yeah. I just <laughs> I think that. Um, I don't know who the most. Put like the as far as like a celebrity, um, I don't know who like the richest female celebrity is, um, but Kim Kardashian is probably up there. Mm-hmm. Some, there's a lot of like um, f- famous like Ariana Grande has a lot of followers and stuff like that. Oh yeah, um, fucking Beyonce. Yeah, but I think well I don't know the numbers, but I just wish that some of the the more like there's no. W- women comparable to like Jeff Bezos and like yeah, I didn't really explain it that well, but that's that's what I'm looking for. Like I the, just wish that there was there kind of is the woman that oh fuck I don't want to but look it up the uh, the woman that uh, she's the fucking uh, the CEO or some of Corona. Mm. If you look her up, I can't remember her name. She is that's what I'm fu- saying. Fucking though. loaded, man. I'm talking She's about rich. the notoriety of it. Got it. Like, got it. Like Elon Musk is on. You know, he's all over. He's it. all over the place. They got freaking Teslas releasing every. Jeff Bezos is yeah Amazon a, a household name now, but we don't know any uh, like a business. Like I just wish there was a businesswoman that I could name off the top of my head. That was that's like, true. Oh, that's Only cool. one I could think of is fucking Oprah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And besides Oprah, I can't be like. You know who else is a businesswoman and she is fucking loaded and I love her. Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. Ellen DeGeneres is fucking loaded and she mm-hmm. is. A, we went to the, the casino and she had a fucking uh, a whole little uh, thing of her in, in, the, in the casino. Did you see it? Mm-mm. It was an Ellen DeGeneres fucking like slot machine. Oh, man. I don't remember. Yeah. Ellen, Ellen is, is doing big things, man. Yeah. Shout out to her. But as far as like the big, 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 big ones. Outside, even outside of entertainment. In, entertainment, yeah, it's hard. We mm-hmm. you don't really know any. Yeah. So, yeah. That's Dang. crazy. That's that's not good. Though. I think yeah, but I'm just saying like we should start empowering these people. Exactly. You know what I mean, I'm sure there's there's a um, women in tech or women doing stuff outside of yeah. entertainment. Like I get tired of looking at entertainers. <laughs> like yeah, like I just want there to be. And, you know, maybe it's my fault also that I'm not, you know, empowering these people that are doing stuff. Yeah. You know what? There actually was a woman in tech. She was on a breakfast club the other day. A black woman. I can't, yeah. I can't remember her name. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't see the whole thing, but she's mm-hmm. a... And it's it's awesome seeing that. Yeah. Like, I want to see women win. I'm not one of these dudes like, oh, look at her. Go in there and make me a sandwich. Like, yeah. nah, I want to see women win, man. And when I... And, and please understand my frustration. My frustration comes from the fact that... I do want to see women win, but I want to see the right women win. I don't want to see hoes winning. I don't want to see hoes writing books. I want to see <laughs> I want to see women out here actually making a change and changing the landscape of this country. That's what I want to fucking see. One thing, one thing that I found a lot of hope in is that uh, Michelle Obama's book sold like one point five yeah. million in the first week, and I know Brittany Renner's book didn't sell that much, so that yeah, brought me a little a glimmer of hope. Definitely gave me a glimmer of hope. Because the, the, the general consensus does not care about hoes. 
Yeah, man. Yeah. She was probably even like, hey, look at me. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you, you wait your turn. Yeah. Yeah. Here, put, put this in your mouth. <laughs> Bill, Bill Clinton walk up. Bill Clinton walk up. All right, man. Let's move on. Um, This is a question that I was, I just, I don't know why I thought about it. I was driving my truck. I think it, it really hit home to me because I just turned 34 years old and you know, people have this general, this this idea like, you know, oh, you're 34, man. You're not going to settle down and have kids, man. What are you doing? Yeah, man, you're getting old. You're not getting any younger, man. You got to get married. You got to have kids. Got to get married. Got to have kids. Got to get married. Got to have kids. <laughs> and I was thinking, do, do men have biological clocks? Mm-hmm. You know how women say, my biological clock is ticking and I just want to. Mm-hmm. I think that women, just men in general, I think a lot of the a lot of it is on women. Like they they have a lot of social pressures to be a mom and mm-hmm. you know all this shit, right? But I wonder if any of that happens to men. And I, I will, for one, say yes. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I will say that is because I'm almost in my mid thirties, single with no kids, and I, sometimes I see some of my friends will be playing with their son. Or they'll be walking their dog and they'll be having their kid with them. And I'll be like, man, they're like they're really having fun. Yeah. Like, that looks cool, man. Like, you know, that looks pretty awesome. You know, or you see a dude that you know that got married and his wife is funny and she's cool and, you know, she's beautiful. And you're just like, wow, man. Yeah. I wouldn't mind having that situation. Mm -hmm. But my second thought is. That shit is slim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a slim situation. Mm-hmm. In order for me to get married, I got to have a good woman. And a lot of women just ain't good. Mm-hmm. Just like women say, men ain't shit. I can't argue with you because a lot of us ain't no good. Mm-hmm. Just like a lot of y'all ain't shit. And even if you guys are good women, meaning you know, you ha- you're know you career-minded and whatnot, that doesn't mean you know how to treat a man. A lot of times you treat us like we're disposable. You know, you start off liking us and you just start treating us bad. You know what I mean? And and it just takes a lot. For me, I feel like a union or a uh, uh, relationship, like that is something I consider very seriously, like serious. And I don't want to be with someone that I'm going to regret. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get married to get divorced. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have a kid and end up having visitation rights. I want to have a family. Yeah. That's what I really want. I want that. People say, do you want to have kids? And I say, I want to have a family. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, no, I mean, do you want to have kids? Like, yeah, I want to have a family. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, it don't always work out like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, I, I bet. But I think if I'm calculated enough, then hopefully I can, you know, be married one day. I'm a pretty good guy. You know, I feel like I have high value. But I'm not dying to get married at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with, you know. I'm okay with getting a little bit of sympathy pussy here and there. Like, oh, my God, you're so, oh, you're so lonely, huh? And I'll be like, yeah, and then, uh, then I fuck him. But uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding there. But I don't know, man. It's just something to think about. Yeah. I think that um, I think as far as like the biological clock, I think in, in our brains, um, I kind of take it back to like the, the genesis of like mankind and stuff. Um, our sperm cells are stronger at a certain point in our life. You know what I mean? Oh shit! Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. as you get older, like the 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 likelihood of one of them actually breaking through like lessens and lessens. Yeah. So it does. I think that you know when you when you think about like the the amount of people you're seeing that are younger than you or your peers that are having children, 
um, is because of the likelihood it like at a, is at an all time high right now. Hmm. And then, like you know, the older you get, the less likely that's going to happen. Um, but um, so I think that you know that being said, like subconsciously we start to feel that like oh man, like this is around the time that I should be having a a kid or something like that. But I think that um, it's 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 extremely wise to take that approach because for all these people that have children, there's a lot of turmoil that goes along with these relationships, um, the baby mama drama and stuff like that. So I think that for the sake of, you know, our listeners and ourselves, we should be extremely selective with um, who we want to build a relationship with. I feel like some people don't take enough time to actually, uh, you know, dig deep into these people. We're oh, just I'm digging. Like, we're digging deep, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. man. Go ahead, dude. But yeah, I think that we, um, I think we should be extremely selective with who we want to have children with who we want to call our boyfriend or girlfriend because yeah these are like decisions that that really that affects your health in more yes. ways than one you know what i mean so i don't i never understood this idea of like like <clears throat> this happened at work and these are kids so it, it doesn't have like this grand uh like effect on their lives they're only like 13 years old it's not you know three months from now like nothing that happened in junior high is going to matter. Yeah. But um, there's this kid in uh, the class was like pressuring him to ask this girl out. And he was like, I'm not going to, he's like, okay, I'll do it at like four o'clock. And then four four o'clock comes around. They're like, Hey, it's four o'clock. What are you going to do? Are you going to ask her out? Go ask her out. Go ask her out. (laughs) And um, I was just like, what's going on over there? And then eventually um, when we were dismissing the kids to get picked up by their parents, uh, he ran outside and he asked the girl, like, do you want to go out with me? And she said, yeah. Um, but that's the kind of, like, like lack. That's, But I feel like that some of that never disappears when a lot of my peers get older. Yes. They they have that same, like, junior high mentality. Yes. Like, hey, I just need to ask this girl out. But um, when you get older, you should be more selective and more wise with, you know, these sort of relationships. Very true. It never really changes. You know, you get older, but a lot of things remain the same. Like, uh, do you want to date me? Uh, mm-hmm. Are you going to eat that? You know, mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just playing. Now, um, but it's re- like you said, like getting older and your chances of actually, you know, having a kid go down. I don't know. I would kind of disagree with that a little bit because it, it all depends. I say supposedly you get older, you start shooting blanks. Mm-hmm. You know, I, not too long ago, I was having sex with this chick. I wasn't wearing a condom, and then she was like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I know I'm pregnant right now. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, you got me pregnant. I know you got me pregnant, man. I'm so pregnant right now, dude. And I was like, oh, my God. Now I'm fucking around. I use condoms. Now, um, <laughs> that was just my chance at humor. But... <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that uh, we do have to be more selective in what we do. People look at me like I'm weird. Like, man, what are you doing, man? Like, you don't have any kids. Or, you know, married, man. You're going to be a stepdad. Like, somebody told me, 
they said it in, a, in, in an insulting way. Like, you gonna be nothing, You ain't going to be nothing but a stepdad. And I'm thinking, like, a lot of you people have kids for selfish reasons. One, you just want a kid. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a, a kid is not a fucking PS4. A kid is a responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Okay? On top of that, like, if I'm a stepfather, right, and I come into a young man's life and I'm his father figure, I'm okay with that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being a stepdad. There's nothing wrong with being a stepdad. If I don't ever have kids and I raise another man's kids, I'm okay with that. And people be like, man, hell no. She could get back with her baby daddy to do that. But if she moved on with her life and her kids are, you know, let's say her son's like six years old and the other kids are like nine and 12 or something, it's okay, man. Like, I mean, I've lived enough of my life where... um. I'm I'm a fairly good role model, you know. I don't say bad things around kids, but I do say bad things on this podcast. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. I really wouldn't, you know. But it's just it's just weird to me how the social pressures are what get people married or having kids. I just can't. Yeah. I have to really, really love. I have to really love someone in order for that to even be real. Yeah, that's why I have no problem being single. Like a lot of women, they just don't. They can't grasp it. Like. You're a really good guy. I don't understand how you have a you don't have a girlfriend. Like I don't know how you don't have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, why are you so codependent? Yeah. Like, do you know that there's a world outside of just needing someone? Mm-hmm. You can. I mean, I do so many things in my life that I'm. I I don't know if it's my destiny to even be a father. Yeah. I'm like my baby is this content. I love making content, and and doing comedy now and. You know, shit like that. I I have a idea of where my life is gonna go, and I'm more attracted to that than anything. Like if I'm talking to a girl right now, and let's say she just like is mad, and she could just walk out of my life, and I won't think twice about it. I got other shit going on. Yeah, you know, and that's just how it is, dude. Mm-hmm. I think also too, um, like we, if you're if you're if you see yourself in a certain spot. There's this real like gray area where it's almost hard to meet someone. So man, I think of, I think of people like J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar. Like they met their their girls before before they were famous. Um, if they and then like while they're on the uprise and they're touring and they're recording albums and they're you know doing all kind of interviews and stuff there's not really any time in there to actually build a relationship and then yeah. once you actually get to where you want to go then there's you know you can kind of like sh- let your shoulders down and you know look for a partner in that sense but i think we're like in the thick of it so it's kind of hard to yeah. like unless someone is on the same like the same path as you and yes. they're doing stuff in their own field and you know they kind of understand that you know what whatever we're doing is extremely time consuming and, yes you know their 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 mental state is you know where you're at you can have fruitful conversations and learn from each other definitely but you know if that's not going on then it's just like you know yeah because it's like it would be hard for me to deal with a woman is just staring at me like mm-hmm. you're cool you're cool like what yeah. do you, what's going on you're mm-hmm. cool yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You got to be doing something. You got to be some type of a leader or do something. Like, I'm not making like I'm some great guy. Like, I'm just this super important person. But I, I have a very, uh, you know, I work a demanding schedule, and I also do this podcast. And between those two things, I think for me to really like someone, 
it, I'm going to be giving my best effort. And even that's going to suck because I'm not around a lot. And when I get off of work, I'm sleep and then I'll hit the mm -hmm. gym and then I'm really going back to work. So I would be doing things like, you know, waking up and going straight to go see my girlfriend and have lunch with her and just mm -hmm. making extra effort. Like if I'm not making that extra, extra effort, then it's like I can't. I don't know. I, I I would really have to really care about a woman at this stage in my life yeah. for me to really put in all that extra work. Mm -hmm. Because the only thing I'm willing to put in extra work for right now is my future. Oh, I thought you was going to say something nasty. What? <laughs> Just like a sexual joke. In oh, there. no. Yeah. You got me all wrong, Keith. You've done it. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, man. That's you. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, man. And even at Keith, Keith's only 27, but at his age... I think about at least 80% of his friends and people he knows his age already have kids. Yeah. You know, and at 34, me? Oh, uh -huh. fuck. Everybody has kids. Most of my friends' friends, uh, I would say like 50-50. Mm. And I can name it, like a runoff a list of someone that don't have kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's going to change. Mm -hmm. The closer you get to 30, everybody's going to have kids. Mm -hmm. And then the crazy thing is, there's a lot of men that are married with kids. They'll tell you shit that's like backwards, like, man, if I was you, man, I'd be fucking everything. That's it, what. That's why you're in the situation you're in yeah, now. Yeah, just stay married, man. Stay. Yeah. The, don't try to live vicariously through my cock, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just use your own cock on your wife. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's the problem, man. They're not. They're not happy with. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah, married dudes be the worst sometimes, man. They be like, hey, look at that, man. Look yeah. At look at her over there, man. Get over there and talk to her. You be like, hey, man. Him. Yeah. Like, chill the fuck out, man. I don't want to deal with that. Man, she fine. Look at that. Go talk to her, man. Yeah. I'll be like, dude, you need to fucking chill out, man. Yeah. And most, then, most of my uh, my married friends and single friends act the same. It's terrible, man. The only thing that's different is one wears a ring on the finger and the other one doesn't. I get in a relationship. I'm not sniffing behind no pussy. Mm -hmm. You know why? Excuse me. Because I'm not going to make my girlfriend look stupid behind her fucking back. Mm -hmm. If I'm in a relationship and I see some hot girl somewhere, right? I had all the time while I was single to fuck whoever I wanted. Yeah. And now that I've made a decision to... um clamp down on this woman that I'm with and now I'm just still over here chasing pussy that's unfair and that's bad karma because if I think that I could fuck some girl and get away with it and my girl's not going to find out how would I feel if I find out my girl's sucking dick behind my back Yeah, I can't even be mad at her because I fucking was doing what I wasn't supposed to be doing mm -hmm. so that's why I take that seriously when I see married guys that do that to me it's kind of troubling probably kind of problematic mm -hmm. I'm like dude like this is this is, is going to create a strain on our friendship. <laughs> like they're chill, man. Yeah, I just keep my mouth closed. Like, dang, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, man. All right, anything else on it? No. Let's move on. All right, how to prevent bullying? This is what I was talking about earlier on Instagram. Uh, if anybody comes back to this, the story will probably be done by when we drop the podcast. But it's a very simple thing: how to prevent bullying. The way you prevent bullying is you punch that bully right in his fucking mouth, okay? And people say, wait, 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 this violence, what violence? The worst thing, the number one thing a bully is afraid of is you fighting back. You could be the skinniest, nerdiest, scrawniest fucking kid, 
But if that bully knows you're going to fight back, he's not going to fuck with you. Most bullies fuck with people that they know they could get away with. You know, mm-hmm. they can get away with punching little Jimmy in his fucking throat. Jimmy falls to the ground and he's like laughing at him, mm-hmm. you know. But if he knows Jimmy is going to square up with him, he's not going to fuck with him. The number one way you prevent bullying is you teach your children how to fight. You have no choice. Yeah, It's an evil world out there. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of people that prey on nice people. Nice people get taken advantage of. And mm-hmm. for all you men or women out there or single mothers or single fathers, whatever, that have daughters, it is more important for you to teach them just as a boy. Because if a woman does not know, a young lady does not know how to defend herself as a kid, chances are she's going to be in a relationship with a man that might be hitting her, that's intimidating her, and she can't get out of it because she don't got the balls and she is just being uh, being victimized and treated horribly and she ain't getting out of it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important as a man that you teach your young daughter or whatever, get her in karate or you teach her how to box or just how to defend herself. Yeah. Because people will take advantage of nice people. It's been happening since the beginning of time. So the best way to combat any bullying, because even a, 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 a abusive relationship is a form of bullying. So your kids need to understand when that's not right. Like this person shouldn't be taking advantage of me. Let me sock him in the fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. And I'm not condoning violence, but I am saying this. Don't you ever let somebody take advantage of your child or you or anyone. If you got a boss that's up your ass every fucking day. He's saying shit like, you need to move your ass. You need to do this and do that. Everybody just sits back and doesn't do anything. I'm that one motherfucker that will say, hey, hey, me and you need to talk here in a minute. We need to talk uh, over here to the side, away from everybody. Mm-hmm. I've, had, I've taken bosses. Uh, it was a dude that was a vice president of a company I used to work for. And I said, hey, man, you know how you was talking to me earlier? Don't you ever talk to me like that again. And they'll be like, excuse me? I said, you told me, you didn't even call me by my name. You just said, hey, you, come here. I was like, I have a name. You never bothered to ask me or you never even you never even shook my hand or told me who you were, but you're telling me what to do? Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, I mean, I, I said, look, man, let that be your last time. Don't you ever talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to write me up. Mm-hmm. And I said, what you going to write me up for, for being a man and standing up for myself? Yeah. I was like, if you're going to fire me, go ahead and fire me. Go ahead and fire me. And he was just sitting there, and my supervisor at the time, she was just like, oh, fuck. Like, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody just gets punked. Yeah. You're not punking me. You got me fucked up. We breathe the same air, we bleed the same. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck who you are. I have enough integrity, and my father raised me with enough integrity that if you fuck with me, I'm going to tell you about it. Yeah. Okay? Your children need to understand it's not okay to get slapped to the ground and they just go tell the teacher. Because guess what happens when they tell the teacher? The bully going to fuck them up even worse. The bully's going to be like, oh, you want to snitch on me? I'll beat you up worse. Mm-hmm. They need to learn how to stand their ground. That's that's basically it. Yeah. I think that the uh, the fighting back is obviously like a literal thing, but it's also a metaphor. Yes. So like you're saying, like you, you're talking to you about, I think that we, I think that parents should instill more um confidence in their children definitely um because i know there are like even if there was you know there's an instance in class where a a kid got like the wrong grade or he got a question wrong that he actually got right but he's like oh it's okay like you know uh it's 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 just one point it doesn't matter um 
then, you know, they go on to get a lesser grade than they deserve. There's actually like this, there's a, um, there's a guy, I forget his name, but he has a higher IQ than Albert Einstein. Hmm. And, um, he's just, he's like a farmer or something. He doesn't do anything like, uh, extreme with his life. He's just, he's just like a regular guy, but he's extremely smart. And they kind of looked at the trajectory of his life compared to, uh, you know, some of the other, like, extremely successful people like Bill Gates that are, you know, have super high IQs or whatever. The the difference um, was in their upbringing. Mm. So the guy that's the farmer or whatever, he was, um, his family dynamic never allowed him to, like, question authority. Oh, so when he was going to school, they had dropped him from, when he was going to college, they had dropped him from certain classes. I can't remember the reason. I have to look at the book again. It's from the book, The Outliers. But they dropped him from certain classes, um, the administration did. And uh, I forget what the reason was, but he didn't question it at all. It was something to, to the to the effect of, like, the time that he had to be at school. It was something crazy. Like, it's just a simple thing where he, if he just walked into the administration and like said, Hey, like I really need to be in this class in order to graduate. But he was just like, Oh, whatever. Like, you know, I'll just finish out my school or like, for some reason it was just, it was like a super simple reason where if he just actually talked to the people in the office, like they could have fixed it. But yeah, instead he just like stopped going to school or something happened. Wow. So basically instead of him being like extremely successful, graduating college and, you know, getting some great job, he's just like, an extremely smart guy that's doing like regular yeah. stuff with his life, which is unfortunate. He won like, you know, some gaming show and that's when they found out this guy's like extremely smart. Wow. Um, so that's the same thing. Like a lot of parents, you have to um, instill that confidence in your child because that carries, uh, that carries with them, you know, through their whole life. And in those kind of situations when, you know, they're getting forced out of college for whatever stupid reason, and they just, you know, take it on the chin and walk away instead nah. of like going in there like, hey, I need to be in this class. I, do, I really deserve to be here. Stuff yeah. like that. You know, they're just going to walk away. So um, but, you know, like like I was saying, it's not always literal, like even with roasting kids. I feel like, yeah. you know, some parents should just teach their, their children. Like <laughs> I know DJ like roasts his son all the time. And, you know, I can tell like his son. You know, he comes in and he's, he says different jokes. They're not always that funny because he's a little kid. But, yeah. <laughs> but like, I can see that in him. Yes. If, if somebody was like, hey, man, you got some you got some busted shoes. Is in pay less shoes and, like, getting on him or whatever. Yeah. I know that he, he'll be able to, you know, throw some jabs back at whoever's, whoever's uh, talking about him. So. Exactly. You got it, It's weird. Like, you're completely right. Your kids need to have a sense of humor. They need to know if somebody makes fun of them, don't tell the fucking teacher. Okay? That motherfucker make fun of you and say, you got a big head? Say, hey, you got big eyes, you motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Look at your shoes. Look at your pants. Look yeah. at you. Like, you, your your kids need to understand. Like, realistically, you say, no, you should tell the teacher. But in life, you cannot go up to somebody and tell on somebody else. Okay? You need to stand up for yourself and have some balls. Yeah. Okay? And even if you're a woman, you need to have... Lady balls, okay. <laughs> I don't know if that made sense, but anyways, 
Yeah, man. Stop stop getting stepped on and being okay with it. Yeah. I remember there was a teacher at BHS when I went there back in 03. He didn't take shit off. No students. Yeah. He's a uh, baseball coach, Tom Sikowski. You remember Mr. Sikowski? Yeah. Okay, Tom didn't take shit off nobody, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was one day I, I I did a whole bunch of extra credit and stuff to bring my grade up, and I was like, okay, I easily have a B plus. Mm-hmm. And I had like a fucking C plus. And I was like, hey, man, I was like, my grade, I should have a B. This ain't right, man. I, I, I added all it up. I did the points and everything, and it's just not right. He's like, well, you passed, so you're all right. I said, no, I'm not all right, man. I, I passed. I should have a B. He's like, look, man, just, just get out of my class, all right? Mm-hmm. I said, no, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I, I did. And then everybody left the class, and Tom was sitting there pissed off. Mm-hmm. He was chewing this apple like really aggressively. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, man, I was like, I did this work. And then me and him went back and forth, back and forth. And I think what made him change the grade was not because I begged him for it. It's because I had integrity. Mm-hmm. He knew that I did what I was supposed to do. And he probably second guessed the grade that he gave me. He said, you know what? You got to be. All right. Yeah. You got to be, man. All right. All right. Now get out of here. Yeah. And huh? I'll, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. You were saying something. Go ahead. You said. I was just saying that's something that's ingrained in you. Um, from your childhood, yes, you know, whatever dynamic you and your parents had, like that, that, that stuck with you to this day. Like I remember, yeah. I was working at McDonald's, and the owner of McDonald's, their office, he he owned like thirteen McDonald's, and the office was downstairs of at our store, so he'd be in and out, in and out, in and out, and in and out, <laughs> like penis and vagina. I mean, like the burger place, man. Oh, okay, but um, nasty. <laughs> But okay. but he he uh, but I would talk to him. I'd be like, hey, his name was uh, I can't even think of his name. I think it was Mark, something like that. But I forget his name. Extremely successful person. But I would talk to him like he was a regular person. Yeah. Uh, he looked like he looked like an old like seventies actor or like an eighties <laughs> actor. He looked like a David Hasselhoff type of dude. Oh fuck. Uh, with the slick hair and stuff. But um, he would come through. And uh, I'd be talking. I would say what's up to him. I'll you know ask him how's his day going. Like, yeah. Just a casual conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like every, almost every person in the Scared. thing was like intimidated. Like oh, Come like on. even look at me weird. Like why are you talking to him? Yeah. Like, you know I mean? But um, but yeah, that that's the, those kind of things where it's like, you know, don't be afraid to like combat. Like you gotta face your fears. Like yeah. even if you are scared of whatever, but you know, just hit it head on. You know. Yeah, exactly. And it acting like this guy is fucking Moses or something. Yeah. It's just the manager of fucking McDonald's. Mm-hmm. You know, with me, when I wanted to be known at a job, first of all, I'll do two things. I'll, from a distance, I'll look at how upper management treats the co- the employees. Mm-hmm. And if I see they treat them pretty good, I walk up to them. I'll shake his hand firmly, look him in his eyes, and be like, hey, my name is, you know, X and Y, you know, this and that, and and just, you know, show them that I have integrity. I'm not some motherfucker walking around here, but I'm not going to kiss your ass. Yeah. I'm not going to laugh at your fucking jokes that are not funny. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to be on your good side. I'm just Eddie McGee, okay? Mm -hmm. That's who the fuck I am, and that's all you're going to get. And if you let that be known, then they'll have more respect for you. Um, Now... Other people are like, oh, my God, you're so funny. Ha, ha, ha. And I just think that most bosses are so used to everyone kissing their ass when it should be the other way around. Mm-hmm. Like, 
as as a boss, you should be kissing your employees' asses because they're the they're keeping your ship afloat. Yeah, you know. But some people just love getting their ass kissed. I, I would be so annoyed if I'm a, if I'm the head honcho at a job, and I got a bunch of people kissing my ass. I would tell them at a meeting, all of you guys that are trying to kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Try somewhere else. I will not promote any of you motherfuckers. None yeah. of you. Do your job. The only thing that will get you ahead of this job is you doing a great job. I see that. You get promoted. Mm-hmm. But don't come up to me trying to kiss my ass. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with you. I don't like ass kissers. And That's I'm, just the Me Too era. What? It's like you can't have nobody kissing your ass. <laughs> the Me Too era, right? It's like I kissed your ass and you didn't give me a promotion. <laughs> Look, Sally, all right? Eat somebody Sally. else's groceries, okay? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's, it's a, it, you just need to be able to stand up for yourself. There's so many. There's some people listening to this podcast right now. You're going to go to your job and your boss is going to tell you, get in there, do this, do that, and you're just going to do it. Mm-hmm. I encourage you. And I hope you don't lose your job, but uh, yeah, I encourage you to say, "Hey, you got a minute for me for me and you to speak alone?" Mm-hmm. And you take them in that office and you say, "Look, I don't like your tone of voice when you talk to me. Mm-hmm. You've been doing this shit for a while. I'm just gonna let you know, I don't appreciate the way you talk to me, and don't ever talk to me that way again. Yeah, don't ever do it again. And I guarantee you, even if they fucking hate you from that point forward, they have to respect you yeah and respect goes a long way i don't give a fuck if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. if your boss is yelling and screaming at you every day and creating a hostile work environment then god damn it then the money ain't gonna be worth it after all because mm-hmm. one day you he, this is the problem this is why you gotta understand why it's so important to stand up for yourself one day something bad is gonna happen in your life maybe a death in the family something's gonna be bad i don't know what and yet that same motherfucker that you've been allowing to disrespect you every day, he does it on the wrong day. And you are gonna he end up going to you gonna end up going to prison because you beat the shit out of him. <laughs> okay? You need to nip that shit in the bud immediately before you fucking blow up on him. Mm-hmm. Okay? Cause you're gonna be like, oh, I'll just ignore it. Oh, I'll just ignore it. You should never ignore a motherfucker disrespecting you. I don't yeah. care if it's your own wife. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's your girlfriend. Like, I'm the type of guy that if she, if a girl gets mad, I'm not going to check her every time. But if she does, I'm like, hey, look, okay? I let it go the last two times you said that, but you need to fucking chill, okay? Yeah. Knock it off. I'm not, I don't, I don't play that, uh, you know? But, mm-hmm. and at the same time, you can't really talk to women like that either because they'll just yeah. fucking, they'll go nuts. Just yeah. like, look, look, I allowed you to talk to me crazy, but you mm-hmm. need to stop it. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, and then they'll still go crazy. Mm-hmm. So using your girlfriend was a bad example. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but ultimately, man, uh, just the way you stop bullying is standing up for yourself, mm-hmm. even if it has to end up being physically. Usually, most most times, it's physically when you are a kid because kids are very immature and they're also very cruel. And you have to understand that your child also you have to be very cognizant. You have to understand what kind of kids you have. Is your kid some big athletic kid that doesn't know how to fight? Chances are he ain't got to worry about bullies. But if you got a little nerdy kid, fucking skinny, scrawny, wears glasses, loves everybody, he's going to get his ass whooped. Mm-hmm. He's going to get fucked up, okay? I'm just being honest. I know some of you parents don't want to hear this. If you got a little kid and he's chubby, a little jolly little guy, he's happy, he likes snow cones and shit, he's going to get his ass whooped. Mm-hmm. They're going to kick him in his little ass and he's going to come home crying about it 
And you're going to go to the teachers and tell them, like, I don't want them around my son and he's bullying my kid. You need to motherfucking, you can let the school know, that's fine. But you need to enroll your son immediately in karate or immediately in boxing or some hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. Because your kid, if you if you have a good kid, the best weapon for a good kid is him knowing how to defend himself. Because a good kid is the first thing, the, their first instinct is not to fight anyone. They're going to walk away. Yeah. But I've seen some of the craziest people I know are quiet, nice people. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy that goes to church every Sunday, he's quiet, he's got a family. That motherfucker is a fifth degree back black belt. He will fuck your whole family up. Mm-hmm. But he knows how to defend himself. Yeah. That's why it's important. The worst thing a bully can get is a left jab in his fucking mouth, okay? Mm-hmm. That's all a bully should get when I, when these kids go crazy and they go to school with machine guns and shit. That ain't the answer. Most of these kids that's shooting everybody probably don't know how to fight. Because mm-hmm. if they did, they socked the bully right in his mouth instead of coming to school and killing everybody. Yeah. That's real. That's just that on that. Yeah. Teach a kid how to fight. Teach them how to defend themselves. Teach them how to have integrity. Integrity, standing up for yourself, and possibly socking a motherfucker in the mouth if they have to. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't want to condone, condone violence. But my, my dad told sat me down as a kid and told me how to punt somebody. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm glad he did. Moving forward. Having a lack of awareness to your own hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. I think Keith gave a great example earlier. He said, like, a man being mad at his wife for having hair in the in the in the in the, in the cl- uh, clogging up the drain in the in the tub, right? And he's like, "God, all you do is clog up the drain. You clog up the drain." But the same motherfucker that's getting mad at his wife probably got little shaving hair flakes all over the sink. Mm-hmm. So you're mad at your wife for clogging up the drain, but you got little shaving flakes all in the goddamn sink. Mm-hmm. So you don't see what you're doing wrong, but you see the wrong in others. Yeah, those people are the worst motherfuckers in the world. Mm-hmm. Cannot stand them. Yeah, self awareness now too is at an all time low. Seems like people are like, you know what? You do this, and you do this, and you do this, yeah. and it's like motherfucker, you do the same thing. No, I don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> Fucking jerk. <laughs> that reminded me of a. Uh... That uh, was that little video where the kid was what was just like, oh, the little black kid, yeah. oh, oh, where he was like, what's nine plus ten? Twenty one. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> no, then he said, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I not. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you. No, I not. Little stupid little kid. But um, yeah, man, I think it happens all the time, and it's unfortunate. I think um, it just shows we we talk about like being self aware. Um, this is one of the prime examples. Uh, that shows a lack of self-awareness, um, you know, because it, ha- it happens in, you know, day-to-day situations. It'll be somebody that's like, man, these drivers are terrible out here. They never use a blinker and they, you know, they doing this, they texting while they're driving. Five minutes later, this dude is like texting, driving, swerving in and out of lanes, you know, cutting yeah. people off and stuff like that. Like, so I think, um, you know, we just have to be aware of, one one thing that I notice is that people notice things um, the most that they do themselves. Yes. So it's sad. Yeah. So so 
take anything, take take one of your biggest pet peeves and then reflect on yourself a little bit and think, did you do that once upon a time? Do you still do that same thing? Um, because that's generally like why, why, why you notice it in the first place is because you do it yourself. Very true. And it's in it. And oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the worst one. I, man, I've had somebody tell me before, like, like, man, you don't even like, you don't hold yourself accountable for, I'm thinking like, Ah, motherfucker, I know you ain't trying to tell me. I know you're the least accountable motherfucker that I've ever met. You fucking piece of shit. And it's like, look, me, I hold myself incredibly accountable. Yeah. And and even for things that maybe I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Let's say, for example, it's a relationship that goes bad, right? Yeah. I will hold myself accountable. Let's say even if I got cheated on or something, I would still hold myself accountable. You know why? Because I'd be like, Eddie, you should have seen the signs. Yeah. Or like, man, Eddie, you knew something was not right. Maybe you should have distanced yourself. Or maybe you should have got yourself out of that situation. Mm-hmm. And some people would say, you shouldn't blame yourself when somebody treats you wrong. That's not healthy. Maybe it's not. But at the same time, I feel it is healthy because it, you have accountability. You yeah. know, you have accountability for your own decisions and things that you have done. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you could have done things better. Um, it's just... It's literally noticing the things not only outside of yourself. Like, for example, I'll be like, man, this girl's on her phone. Damn, she's swerving in my lane. And then, I, you know, I could get up five miles up the road and pass this girl. And I look at my phone and I'll be like, what the heck? And then all of a sudden, I'm kind of going on the line. Like, if we drive <laughs> in L.A. or something, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, I got to put my fucking phone away. <laughs> Immediately, I will, have be, I will be accountable for everything that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I recognize it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. Because if you could make a snap judgment on yourself right then and there, then it allows you to literally look at the whole world different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't just be looking at what, so-and-so, what Sally's doing wrong, what Billy's doing wrong. It's about mm-hmm. what Eddie McGee is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm more concerned with what I'm doing anyways. Yeah. I had this roommate when I was in school, mm-hmm. and um, he would always complain about another roommate being, like, extremely dirty, like, never washing his dishes, mm-hmm. um, you know, leaving dishes in there weeks at a time. And yeah. He, he would be, like, extremely passive-aggressive and complain to everyone Except the person oh that is actually God. doing it, right? Hate so, those people. So it was going on for a long time, and um, you know, stuff kept happening. And then one day, I noticed. I was like, "Wait, this looks crazy." And we had we had uh like tile floors, mm-hmm. and um, so this same guy that was always complaining about the house being dirty and you know stuff being everywhere had a trail of dirt that led from his kit from the kitchen to his room. It was like a streak of like just black dirt like that <laughs> followed him to to his room. And I was like, bro, you complaining about dirtiness and stuff like that, but you like you're you're like you have a whole trail of dirt to your room. So that was just one of those things that I seen and um it just bothered me a little bit. Like you have to like he he just showed a like an extreme lack of self awareness. Yes. If he knew um if he was able to assess himself and be like, okay, like maybe I should clean up a little bit more. Maybe yes. I should do a little bit more around the house. Then he would have, he would have noticed that, but yes. he was completely oblivious to that. Yeah. It's not that he was oblivious. I think he was dismissing himself mm-hmm. like, oh, this ain't that bad. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I'll, I'll get to it. Oh, it's not a big deal. Yeah. So you could easily dismiss yourself, but you want to hold everybody else accountable. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, here's the thing. Let me give you an example of myself today. I literally punished myself today. Yesterday, I stopped by like Wendy's. I was starving. I was hungry, but I ate it and it was some bullshit. And then I had like two honey buns or something. I was mm-hmm. like, fuck it. Might as well eat all this in one meal, right? Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I shouldn't be eating that crap, but I was hungry. And they know it tasted great, but now I got to punish myself in the gym for that. Mm-hmm. And I did fucking 50 minutes of cardio today, 30 minutes of the stair climber, 20 minutes of uh, of the row machine, plus weights. Mm-hmm. And I was dying in there, dude. I was sweating profusely, but I was like, you know what? I got to punish myself for that. Mm-hmm. But if I was full of shit, like most people are, and was like, oh, I was just, you know, it was a meal. It wasn't bad, you know? Let me just do 20 minutes and leave the gym. Ah, it's all good. Mm-hmm. That's not good. You're mm-hmm. not holding yourself accountable. You're not being self-aware. Mm-hmm. I know everything. Me and Keith, before we got on the podcast, I made a really good meal right now. Some uh, tilapia with a salad on the side with no carbs in it, but it tasted great. Because mm-hmm. I didn't even feel I deserved carbs. Remember what I said before we got on the podcast? Mm-hmm. I said, man, I don't even deserve carbs. Mm-hmm. I don't deserve carbs. I ate a whole bunch of shit yesterday. I don't deserve any carbs today. Yeah. You have to hold yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. You know? It, like you, you have a, a lack of awareness to your own hypocrisy, and I think that that in itself is ridiculous. It's just like uh, fucking uh, uh, conservatives and liberals. Mm-hmm. You know, conservatives will be like, "Oh, but this and this and these liberals." Like motherfucker, you doing the same thing as a liberal that you're complaining about, yeah. but you don't even see it. You fucking moron. Mm-hmm. It's crazy when you look at all these so-called politicians who are smart, but they're so stupid. Liberals and conservatives, both of them. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, you guys are literally doing the same shit. Yeah. Stupid. It's crazy, man. Like, if now that we've said it on a podcast, I think people will, you know, it almost opens your eye, it opens your mind to this new idea. Um, so you'll start to notice it in yourself. You'll start to see it with different people on social media. Yeah. You know, especially like YouTubers, you'll start to see certain things. YouTubers will be like, um, you know, just be humble and, you know, work hard. And then they turn around and not be humble. They doing like egotistical oh stuff. Oh my God. Like, what the heck? You know what? Look, I, this, this, I don't want to throw no shade, but this is, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I've seen like people that will act like they don't have an ego, but have the biggest fucking ego ever. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll do an ego move. I've seen some shit where, mm-hmm. let's just say, for example, someone was uh, being, they were in the act of giving, I guess, mm-hmm. but they were basically putting it on camera and they were highlighting basically um, they were kind of highlighting. I guess it's kind of like subliminally highlighting what they were doing. There was a guy that was driving a Maserati. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was doing a video in his car and there's a Maserati emblem on the back of the seat on everyone's car or oh, well, on all Maseratis. Mm-hmm. So, Instead of talking straight into the camera, he kept moving his head to the left so you could see the fucking emblem behind him. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, like, dude, this is the most corniest shit ever. Mm -hmm. Like, motherfucker, you got to let the whole world know you got a Maserati? Yeah. And and basically he was, like, giving, like, supposedly giving to someone less fortunate, but highlighting the fact that he had a Maserati at the same time. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like... I think that it's, it's 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 really hypocritical 
2019, a lot of people are more aware of brands. Yes. And that, you know, you can be a brand yourself and, you know, how you carry yourself. Yes. Um, like us, when people see us, they be like, oh, that's the guy that does has a podcast. Yeah. Um, my guy, Tim, he does, you know, he has a basketball training and he does AAU stuff. People know him as like, his, his company is Tim's Elite Training. People literally call him Tim's Elite Training. Like, what's up, Tim's Elite Training? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, you just, you know, you turn yourself into a brand just by doing stuff consistently and people actually seeing you, seeing you do these things. Um, and I think in, in 2019, people are starting to uh, try to brand themselves, but a lot of times it's not organic. Mm-mm. So people like that are trying to brand humility. Yes, but they're not humble people at all. Exactly, they're, you know they're they have huge egos on the low. Yes, oh, snap, I almost knocked over the mic. Um, but fucking egos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like you know, that's the opposite of being humble. Like you know, flashing a freaking Maserati emblem consistently in your videos, and it's just like, it's like come on, man. Yeah. It's just, it's, you're, you're literally, you have a lack of awareness to your own mm-hmm. hypocrisy. Like, you you know, and the thing about it, the thing about it too is, I don't know, you see this so many times, and, mm-hmm. and I was probably more or less going off on a tangent when I brought up the dude with the Maserati. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just, that's an overall lack of awareness. It's a separate issue. You have a lack of awareness mm-hmm. because you could be out just wearing a t-shirt, you know, giving to somebody without putting it on camera. And it seemed to me it would be more genuine. That's the hypocrisy, though. What? Like telling your audience to be humble, but you're not being humble. Exactly. That yeah. though you're well, you're exactly yeah. right. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like I just thought of this when you were talking. Um, the steroid guys are just like you know get in the gym, work oh, hard. Oh my yeah. fucking! <laughs> work hard, man. You can do you can do this too, man. You can do this. You can be shredded like me, man. You can do this. I'm like, yeah, you're so fucked. Mm-hmm. That is a perfect example. Look here, I'm not shitting on anybody that does steroids, but if you take steroids, do yourself and everyone else a favor. Just shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> just shut the fuck up. Just yeah. take your steroids and go lift weights. Do what you do, but don't act like you're fucking natural. Don't don't create a bunch of meal plans and and workout plans that don't work for people that are not on shit. Because mm-hmm. if you're taking steroids, it's not the same thing as a motherfucker that's natural that's out here doing it. The process is much slower. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you take steroids and you listen to the podcast and you're like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, man. You know, he's this guy's not even in great shape. Well, look here, man. Get off your get off your cycle and see how good a shape you'll be in then. Mm-hmm. And I ain't hating. I'm keeping it real. Get off your fucking cycle and see how much see how much of them gains you keep. Mm-hmm. Okay? But it's just crazy. You see these shredded out, super roided out dudes. Like, you know, just, you know, I just prayed. You know, I stayed, I stayed focused. And it's like, motherfucker, you took every chemical known to, every drug known to man to get like that. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, it's like, it's very misleading to your followers. There's so many people that really think that these guys are natural. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's my problem. Is it's a big fucking lie? Can you imagine if I got on this podcast and I lied for almost an hour and a half or two hours? Yeah. And then you know some people started to see through it and they say, you know, man, Eddie's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. How I couldn't be mad at him because I know I was a liar. But these motherfuckers really act like they're really telling people the truth. Yeah. Like, dude, get out of here. 
You can be shredded just like me, man. Just buy my program for two hundred fifty nine ninety nine a month. Like, what? A chick got in trouble for some shit recently. She uh she had to go to court. It was I forgot her name, but she was a fitness model on Instagram, and she was writing a meal plans, but they're supposed to be tailored. But she had so many women, a huge influx of women. Right. This is why I get pissed off at women that get notoriety for doing the wrong things because they take advantage of other women. Here's an example. She's a popular Instagram personality. I forgot her fucking name, but she wrote a bunch of meal meal plans and workout plans. But instead of tailoring them to each person, what she ended up doing was taking their money and giving them all the same fucking plan. So there was a bunch of women that started to get together and they say, oh, what did she tell you? How many how many calories does she say for you to eat? Really? She said that many. That's how many I have. How many carbs does she say to eat? Oh, really? That's how many I have. What workout plan did she give you? And all these women got on a forum and found out that they had the same fucking plan. Yeah. And it's like, dude, really? Dang. Not cool. She got sued for big money. It was in the fucking six. I think it was in six figures. Why? She deserves it. Yeah, she should be in money. fucking prison for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate, man. I think, but yeah, like we said, um, I think we just all just need to, you know, sit back and check ourselves. Sometimes, you know, it kind of ties in with being uh, being away from social media. Yes. When you're not clouded by, you know, yes. a freaking timeline or, you know, a list of stories on your on your Instagram um, you could sit back and think about these things, and that, that that's how a lot of these topics ar- arise. Like, yes, for me personally, I was literally in a bathroom and it was like freaking hair all over the sink, and I was like, "Dang!" Sometimes I get mad at people when they leave like hair or like strands of hair um, all over the bathroom, and I was like, "Dang!" If I don't like, and I was in a rush too, so I was like, "Dang!" If I don't clean this up, I'll be like, I'm being a hypocrite, you know? Mm-hmm. What I mean? So that's a great point. I think you tend to have more moments like that when your mind is clear from social media because social media is just a distraction. Like right now, my phone is on airplane mode. I'm Mm -hmm. doing what I love. I'm on this fucking podcast. Mm -hmm. My focus is talking into this microphone. Fuck everything else. If you try to call me, I'm not answering the fucking phone. You try to send me a DM or some meme, I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. I'm doing something constructive with my life. If it's a nude, I might look at it. If it's a nude, then I'm going to send you a dick pic. (laughs) 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 I'm just fucking around. Yeah, man. But it's, I don't know, man. It's it's just a lot. I I just think that overall, we need to be more self-aware to our own problems. Like uh, another thing, too, is is people will break up with someone. And it, it seems like... We live in a world where everything is someone else's fault. Oh, they cheated me like this, or this happened, or this happened, or this happened. Like, and it's like, knock it off. Like, I got mad respect for JLo, but she going on her sixth marriage. If you've been married six times, you might be the fucking problem. Dang. Okay? I would never disrespect JLo. Oh, yeah. JLo could get this all day. <laughs> I get some of that Puerto Rican, man. <laughs> get some of that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I look at J-Lo on like Instagram and she got a little sexy pictures, I be thinking, of, I just all of a sudden a little Pitbull song playing in my head. <laughs> oh, yeah, loca. Ben Baca, come here. Oh, yeah, loca. Jenny from the block. Hey. Yeah, man. Yeah, but I don't know. We just got to do better. Yeah, for sure. 
Got anything else, man? No, we're going to wrap it up or what? Yeah, you might as yeah. well. I, I don't got a whole lot much more to say. I don't yeah. want to say something completely stupid and then people are like, you know what? Fuck Eddie. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I ain't yeah. listening to Eddie anymore. Uh, we have a, um, on the 29th, I'll be performing uh, a few songs at the current creative, current, golly, I cannot talk. Slow down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Kern Creatives event on the 29th at the Beacon Studios here in Bakersfield. Um, I have like uh, two extra tickets. Um, if anybody's out there and they're listening and they want to, you know, come watch me perform, mm-hmm. uh, just let me know, um, you know, and I'll shoot you the tickets. It's going to be pretty dope. It's, it's like the Kern Creatives event. It's, it's uh, put on by this girl I know named Amanda. And a couple other people that she worked with, it's like this, this artistic thing where you know a bunch of people come together. There's you know people with clothing companies. There's you know people selling like little little trinkets and whatnot. There's sexual relations. <laughs> I did not have sex. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's dope. They have, you know, clothing, they have art there's some amazing artists, you know, painting uh paintings, photographers. There's uh filmmakers there, there's, you know, people that uh put together documentaries. Um there's last year there was uh people that performed music, there was comedians that got up on there, got up on stage. There was um there was a bunch of and it's weird because we I don't know when the event was, like it last I don't think I think it was last summer, but uh, DJ, myself, and Uriah had went up there, and there was, like, two people that went up there and did stand-up, and it wasn't the right crowd for stand-up. Oh, yeah. Um, so there was, like, but me, DJ, and Uriah were kind of, like, engaged. We were kind of listening to listening to what they were saying. A lot of the jokes didn't uh, didn't work out so well, but we were, like, we were amazed at the courage of the people to just go up there and do yeah. stand-up. Yeah. Like, oh, this is dope. And then we were like, um, Uriah at the time really wanted to do stand up. So we were um we were pushing him to get on stage and me and DJ were kinda like we, we at the time we didn't even want to do stand up at all. So we were pushing him to get on stage. He was kinda too uh too shy to get up there. So he didn't actually get up there. And fast forward to now it's crazy to see that. Like all of us have been on yeah. the stage. So it's pretty interesting. I think the longer you stay around something and you and you're actually working and just I don't know it's, it's kind of hard to explain when you're creating things over and over and over and over and over you become so confident that you're like man fuck this I'm gonna get up on that goddamn stage yeah I spoke it into existence on episode 20 mm-hmm. we're on 50 and I said I'm I told like I said I'm I'm making it known now that I will be on the stage and I've been on the stage twice since then yeah so it's just it's just about when you just grow this confidence mm-hmm. after doing something for so long. You know, some people are afraid to get up on stage. And I'd say, hey, dude, don't be afraid. Just get your fucking ass up on stage. Yeah. We're all going to die someday. Don't die with regret. Yeah. Get up on that fucking stage and get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, this. You, I don't, I don't want to go on a tangent, but I get you. I bet there's a bunch of people who have died. There are people just like me and you over 100 years ago. That they were living like us day to day, loving their life, and then they died, and then they're like, "Fuck! I wish I would have, you know, been a comedian, or I wish I would have tried to do this for my life, mm-hmm. you know, I wish I would have fucked my wife's friend, you know." But and it's ah. like so many things. 
There's <laughs> 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 so many things people wish they would have did and they never done it. Yeah. That's real, man. I think that's that's one of the things uh that's a constant theme of ours. Like, yeah. you know, just get out there and do stuff. Like me, um I'm performing music. I've never performed like music live before. So, like I think for me doing stand up kind of prepped me for this moment where Definitely. I could be like, oh, I can get on stage with confidence because I've done it before. I've, you know, you're you're more you're the most vulnerable telling jokes on stage. Yes. Because people may not laugh, people may boo, it may be a heckler out there, you know, trying to, you know, yell at you for whatever reason. But um, I know music is it's a little bit easier because it's a beat and people just nod their head and people like music. But telling jokes is like, you know, you really out there one mm-hmm. on one on 20 or whatever. Yeah, hecklers, I wish I could punch them in the mouth. And the reason why I say that is because you have the nerve to heckle someone who had the balls to get up on stage. You're watching me, motherfucker. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. OK, yeah. you're watching me in the stands. You want to heckle me? All right. Wait till we get outside so I could either do two things. I either punch you in the mouth outside or I just walk off because I don't care. Mm-hmm. But you, if I'm up here, I'm that's I'm, not the fact that if you get heckled, you're going to get mad because you're getting heckled. It's because when you're up on there, you're on stage, you have laser focus. You're remembering. You're trying to remember how to deliver these jokes. It, it's it's an art form. Mm-hmm. When you got a motherfucker like, you're not even that funny, man. You're, you're up there. You look confused. You're not even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you, it just fuck. It can fuck you. I've never been heckled. Mm-hmm. But if I was heckled, I would hope that I would handle it well because it would trigger me, dude. I think I would be like, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. You know, like somebody kick his ass. I'll be like Donald Trump. Hey, somebody out there come kick that guy's ass. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's all I got, man. But yeah, so hit me up if you want the tickets. It's on the 29th. Uh, I'll probably be performing closer to like 8 p.m. or something like that. Um, My boy Dom going to be up there with me. Tony, uh, Brody Harris, he'll be DJing. Uh, Jordan, Jordan on the saxophone. And maybe Chris Miller, I don't know. He hasn't been uh, coming to rehearsal, but um, but yeah, it, it it'll be dope. So just hit me up if you want tickets. For sure, man. Well, looks like we came to another glorious episode of a Trucker's Mind podcast, episode fifty one. My name is Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Things. We out of here. Peace.